What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Never Made Varsity the Game. My name is Colby. You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains. Nice. Hi, I am. Um, I'm David Rivero, aka I'm also Sarah McCullough. Find me on Twitter at Sarah underscore McCullough. I'm not David, but he's occupied. So I was about to say, David sounds a lot cooler this week. Heck <laughs> yeah. Well, hello again, friends. It's me, Maverick. You can find me on Twitter at heartbreak underscore underscore kid. I don't have anything good to say this week. Hi, friends. Um, what? <laughs> Gasp. It's my first time in a while. Who I don't is know that? How long. It's Aaron, your resident beach bum. <laughs> Aaron, so for y'all that can't see this, which is everyone except the three of us and Carla who's sitting next to me. Aaron is sitting in his apartment in Israel without a shirt on, just living his best life. I'm just preparing for being shirtless on Big Brother next summer. Is that what's happening? Yeah. Getting my beach bot ready right now, even though I'm at the beach right now. Well, not presently at the beach, but, you know. What time, am I right? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So, how is it? Good. Very hot. Very sunny. <laughs> Please Lots of details. do a podcast and talk about your experience. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I wake up, I go to work, I go home, and I usually go to the beach and fall asleep on the beach. I live a I simple life. I hope you're wearing sunscreen. I wear a lot of sunscreen. I got red once, and I learned my lesson. How is your internship going? It's good. I'm doing biotech research at a company um, that does research that like tests drugs that companies are developing for pain and neurodegenerative diseases. It's really interesting. Nice. And the CEO of the company is visiting next week, so hoping that goes well. I'm impressed with the internet quality in Israel. Yeah, well, the route, our apartment is small, and the router's right next to me, so. Do you know how much up and down you're getting? I can test it right now as I move Very my camera good. so I don't give you a whole frontal. We already <laughs> saw the nips. Just free the nips. I got yelled at earlier before you got on. <laughs> um, Sarah. Yes. You are no longer a student at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. That pains me to hear you say that. (laughs) But you're correct, unfortunately. How does it feel? Um, I'm in a big old post-grad slump right now. It happens to everybody. I'm just like, that's, I really heard that, and I'm taking solace that that's true. Because right now it's like, I have a job, so that's like 10 of 10. I don't start work until August, so I have a nice summer break. But it's like a real, a real imminent threat that it's, August is going to roll around, and then the, for the first time in like nine years, I'm not going to roll up to band camp. So it's like also, I always have that week to like make sure I can get my end of summer tan, and it's just not going to happen. <laughs> So, are you doing nurse stuff? 
I'm guessing. I am. I have a nursing job at a hospital. It's the same hospital my mom works at, actually. So that's kind of wild. Nepotism. For sure. Can you believe it? The data <laughs> analyst in the accounting department really helped me get my nursing job. So, <laughs> so yes. It's all about who and you know. And to clarify, my mom is the data analyst in the accounting department. Courtney, yeah, I tested the internet. I got 35 down, 0.5 up. So not I, bad. I can tell by how you froze for half a second just now. But not bad at all. No. <laughs> That's doable for two people. Yeah. Nice. And I have an Israeli cell phone with an Israeli cell phone number. And the internet, the LTE is pretty solid here. Nice. So how long are you in Israel, Aaron? I've been here about three weeks, and I'm here for about five more weeks, give or take. Nice. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. That's a good bit of time. I'll hopefully be Tel Aviv by the time I leave, which is Hebrew for Tel Aviv local. I really thank you for explaining that. I don't know if any of us would have gotten that. I don't think any of y'all know Hebrew, so. (laughs) Do you know Hebrew? A little bit. I can recognize words on the bus. My name is Hebrew, isn't it? (laughs) I mean, kind of. Your name's just a biblical name. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Do y'all want to get into the things? Do the thing. All right. So, it is getting to be that time of the summer. I feel like I started every podcast saying that, where there is not much happening. So, we are going to do our best to make a show, even though there's not much happening. So, let's start with uh, the least local to Sarah news. Uh, Bye-bye, Kimba. See ya. He gone. He's going to Boston, which, when I said... When I said, you know, I want Kimba to go anywhere but Charlotte, I did not realize that meant anywhere but Charlotte in Boston. I did not see this as an option, and now I'm upset about it. There were players on the Hornets in Charlotte. They were, like, trying to raise money as, like, a joke to keep Kimba in Charlotte. They set up, like, lemonade stands, and it was all over the news. It's like this six-foot-eight white man with this tiny little lemonade stand. And this man <laughs> makes at least, like, six figures. No, seven figures seven, a year. Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't know I, what you can do with that one. I mean, this... For the fact that Kimba stayed here and was, by all accounts, as happy as he was for, like, nine years with while doing no meaningful winning I think says a lot about who he is but I am glad that he is going somewhere where he might actually be able to do something interesting with his career because he's not doing that in Charlotte right it's like you know what live you learn grow get out so yeah happy to have his formative years here but I I really hope he does something better than whatever they are doing Significant. <laughs> um, Re-true. Aaron, I know earlier you were talking about for the Cavs, since 
I know we have a couple new listeners. Aaron is from Cleveland, um, and he tends to follow Cleveland sports a tiny bit. Um, so you were looking at some moves the Cavs were or were not making. Yeah. Um, the extent of things that I've really seen us looking into is word on the street is that we are going to trade or waive J.R. Smith and whoever, whatever team doesn't get a top free agent and is in need of a big is going to trade for love. But we're not really in the market to sign anyone because we are in the beginning stages of a hopefully short rebuild for when we get LeBron the third time. That's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> you should be lucky you got him twice. Once even, honestly. How many years does Kevin Love have on his contract? Left? I think he has two going into this. Oh, no, he has four going into this season. Oh, so that's a big contract you can offload if you get rid of Kevin Love. Yeah, if we get rid of Love and he'll be off contract after the 2022-2023 season, then the only contracts we'd have um, other than our newly drafted rookies, I believe, are Sexton, uh, Nance, and Zizic on a team option. Now, Maverick, I don't think this is true that uh Kyrie said that he was trying to get uh J.R. Smith to play with him wherever he goes I haven't heard any reports of that specifically I know uh, I don't know if this was a joke either that J.R. was looking to go to the Lakers that might have been it but uh oh yeah I guess I should I guess I should mention that Kimba's going to Boston because Kyrie is not going to Boston (laughs) I saw that Kyrie was trying to recruit Shumpert to go with him I did see. I saw that today. Yeah, so it must have been Jr. to the Lakers, and then Shumpert wherever, <laughs> wherever Kyrie ends up. Where do you think he's going to end up? Because I have no idea. Kyrie, my bet would be on Brooklyn. It sounds like everything's pointing to Brooklyn at this point. What are the Hornets doing? <laughs> like the the it's Hornets re- causing a buzz, isn't it? I'm not even going to acknowledge that, but that's fair. Going, I mean, I am off that Hornets narcotic. I start, I stopped believing in them. I think two years ago, whenever they went to the playoffs and they went like seven games against the Heat, and I knew like once Game Five came that there was no way they were winning that series. I am no longer a Hornets fan because they can't hurt me anymore. But it just feels like that franchise is going absolutely nowhere very quickly. Because, I mean, the main thing is if they lose Kimba in this sort of way, I feel like there were opportunities to trade him at several points over the last two seasons and at least get pieces out of it. Uh, what I'm seeing in Hornet circles are like, it's not necessarily the sin to lose Kimba, but it's to lose Kimba for nothing and not get anything in return. I mean, it's the Nick Batum contract. That's the problem. Like, that has been the problem since the cap had that big jump that we gave Nick Batum a gigantic contract for just because we had the money and not for any meaningful reason. 
Because what was Kemba wanting for the next, his contract, it was like $300 million over four or five years, something um, like that? The Hornets could have offered, they could have offered $80 million more than anyone else could because of rules in the NBA. Kemba said that he would take less than that, but the reports are that... Uh, the ownership, the front office lowballed him, I guess, more than he was expecting. And he was like, uh, F that, I'm out. Can't so. really blame him, but also $200 million is $200 million. I know. I, I am, I don't know. I don't blame him for, again, like I said, I don't blame him for wanting to go do something with his career. Uh, but leaving Charlotte and moving to L.A. possibly, where Kawhi Leonard could end up at one of two franchises. I mean, for, for a while now, it? it looks like the Clippers were the ones really in running. But now, in the last few days, it seems the Lakers have gained some traction, specifically being, you know, hopefully getting a meeting where he like specifically requested Magic, the now-resigned Magic Johnson, as well as Jeannie Buss. The thing about well, the thing about the Clippers is that Kawhi wanted to go there last year before he went to Toronto, before he was traded to Toronto. So I don't, I am not surprised to see them back in that conversation. I just, I mean, we're back in the place where we're trying to figure out what the dude that doesn't talk wants to do, <laughs> which feels like folly to me. What a good word. Hey, thanks. I did well on my SAT. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. I could see him. So I'm looking at the article from For the Wind. It's to have the Raptors, Lakers, Clippers, and Knicks all as the leading suitors. I can see him going to all of those except the Knicks because when are the Knicks going to do anything, you know, good? You got I'm a point there. Surprise for any of them. It's good for spirits. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just go ahead and get their hopes up that they might get uh, Kevin Durant, for example, who has a torn Achilles, but is still, you know, on the move possibly this year. Uh, we're looking, we're thinking that we, as in like the greater NBA hive mind, <laughs> thinking that he might not return to the Warriors this year and just go ahead and start his tenure somewhere else. Um, I mean, the main thing, too, is like you just won a championship with Toronto. I feel like they still have somewhat of an incumbency, but if he does really want to move on to a team, I guess it's just finding the right fit. Now they're reporting to wants to play with KD potentially. It's a wild, and this is why I love free agency, to be honest, because it, and especially someone with Kawhi that kind of holds things close to the chest just overall is not a very talkative person and doesn't really, you know, express, like, his feelings toward things where he wants to play otherwise. Um, it just makes it all interesting because we're all going crazy about it, so I know uh, ESPN's probably loving that. I can... Again, I don't think the Knicks are going to get anybody <laughs> because I, I don't know why anyone would want to play for that front office who seems inept at doing anything but playing bad music. Like, I don't Zing. know. Like, I don't know what else James Dolan is good at, to be quite honest with you. Um, 
So we'll see. They, they also, uh, for the win, also list the Clippers as a suitor for KD. I do not see that happening, personally. I think he either stays with the Warriors for another year or goes to the Nets. But that's just me. Uh, next, we have D'Angelo Russell, who, despite all these Snapchat shenanigans, might be going back to the Lakers. And now, um, the Aaron, main thing, too, is they did mention it now that Magic Johnson is gone. That, that might be the opening as well, I guess, because it seems like he might have had a problem specifically with him, and that's why they traded him originally. Because it does not seem like he had a problem with Jeannie Buss specifically. I think that the trading the intro wrestle was just that they did not want to have somebody who Snapchat snitches in the locker room. I think they were... I think nobody in the locker room really liked him at that point, and I feel like that was just like a culture fit problem. But now, no one else in that locker room that was there plays for the Lakers anymore, so it should be fine. And I would say most people don't even remember that happened since he in that in the time that's passed. Also, he is just mm-hmm. a player; has very much more developed, more mature. Um, I mean, took a Nets team that was far and away from the playoffs, made them a playoff team, and now has made them popular enough that they could land talents like Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant. So he's definitely, like, taken that team, you know, from the bottom of the Eastern Conference and made them a legit team over what is supposed to be the more dominant New York team uh, with the Knicks. So, I mean, props to him for that, and so now he gets a little bit of agency to sort of go where he wants to Um, Because I'm assuming the Nets are going to ultimately announce they're going to renounce his rights, which allows them uh, to sort of explore where he wants to go. Now, Minnesota is apparently another name that's starting to come to the news for that one. Uh, I don't know how that would be. Like, if you have a chance to go to the Lakers or Minnesota, I'd go to the Lakers. But who knows? There's a lot of lakes in Minnesota. See? and and, Well, yeah, they were the Minneapolis Lakers. Oh. Yeah, it makes a lot more sense, doesn't it? <laughs> that does make a lot more sense. Oh, okay. All right. That's some history I didn't know. Um, so, yeah, that's my, at least our small look, outlook at NBA free agency. Maverick, he probably has some stuff about the Mavericks that we aren't talking about. So, eh, Well, those that do follow the NBA, especially over the last few years, knows Dallas is always one of those teams that's like, Maybe mid-season, they'll start uh, they'll start planting some sort of seed that Dallas is going to be a huge player in free agency. They have the cap space. They have a player-friendly uh, owner and is one of the up, uh, first-class organizations when it comes to player development. And we're going to get all these big fish. Only for free agency to come by and they get deadly squat when it comes to the big fish. Get a couple of good players, but not not big fish. You know, spread out the money and be mediocre for lack of a better way of putting it so we're at that wet place once again um it started off you know so someone actually said that Kawhi was going to give us a meeting and then we're like nope and then uh they said maybe we can get kevin durant back to texas nope and i don't even uh he's a good player but i don't know if he's just a fit in dallas per se um but I think if you get someone as good as KD, you make them fit. <laughs> he, he just does not like Mark Cuban. It's just not a fit. So, yeah, even as good as he is, 
um, they would just go other routes. And then LeBron did not like James Gilbert. <laughs> yeah, it's a different story. But um, I think we're being a little more realistic this time around, and we basically won our free agency back in February when we traded for Chris Stapps Porzingis, carried over his bird rights, carried over the ability to make him a restricted free agency. I strongly suspect that about 6.05 p.m. tonight, uh, they're going to announce that they've signed him to the max deal. And, but they, they have said that he, they, they intend to not sign it until they filled out all the other main signings because he does have bird rights, so they can go a little bit over the tax level to sign him to make sure that goes through. So to be able to use as much assets and cap space as possible to get some other quality guys. Because we have several on our wet radar. I think one that's, I think, a legitimate uh, candidate to sign with us is going to be Patrick Beverly. Uh, from the Los Angeles Clippers. There's been a lot of buzz around him. Uh, Brad Townsend, who's one of the Dallas Mavericks reporters, said that Dallas will be giving him a call sometime in the first hour or two of free agency. Not expected to meet over phone, but um, not necessarily needed. Uh, Bill Duffy is his agent. A strong ties to Dallas. He's Luka Doncic's uh, agent, was Steve Nash's agent back when he played for Dallas in the early 2000s. Has a very strong relationship with the organization feel like he, he's already told Patrick enough. And he's looking about for a ten uh, or three-year $40 million deal. We have enough cap space to do that and also sign another uh, quality player. Another one is Malcolm Brogdon of the Milwaukee Bucks, also a restricted free agent. I expect fully for Milwaukee to basically match any offer that's going to be put out for Malcolm. But I think Dallas could at the very least throw a bone and get him uh, top dollars for it. Breaking news as we were talking, uh, multiple reports are saying Damian Lillard and the Blazers agreed to a super max extension with the player option. So. And that's well-deserved, especially after the last few years in the playoff run they had this year. Well-deserved. Dame's one of my favorite point guards in the entire league um, and honorary quote-unquote Tar Heel. That, those are big quotes. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, another one. Per Woj, Kevin Durant will announce his decision tonight. Okay, for those of you who are listening, we are not recording at our normal midnight on Sunday. Uh, it is actually the daytime, which is why we could get uh, Aaron to jump on with us. So it is 3.30. We are going to get some news. If I, How about this? If I catch this in the edit, I will update this on my own. Um, so, yeah. Whatever that is, I will that update That pre-agency, it. It, it's, it's wild, and it's fun. I will update it after the sound cue here. Hi, everybody. Colby from the future here. So, I did catch this in the edit. So, Kevin Durant will sign a four-year, $164 million deal with the Nets, as will Kyrie Irving. His deal will be four years, $141 million. All right, back to your regularly scheduled programming. All right, let's talk about the World Cup. Sarah, are you watching it? I am. I have been. How are you enjoying it so far? Um, I, so just because I don't usually watch a lot of professional soccer, so I don't want to act like, oh, yeah, I always love soccer. But it's super <laughs> interesting just to be almost a little bit more involved 
with the U.S. women's team because you're like, oh, five of you went to UNC. And, like, Megan Rapino has been a shining star, especially in the past few games. And just, like, I'm very... I'm very much enjoying watching the games and then hearing commentary and then hearing how outspoken all of these women are, especially when it comes to um, pay equality and in the event that something really cool happens next week, if they would go and visit the White House and multiple players have said they wouldn't. So I was like, huh, I dig that because you have a really large audience, you have a really large stage. A really powerful, independent women. So, I'm into it. That was more it's of a social, good. social exploration rather than a player's and the game. But it's been enjoyable to watch. Hey, I mean, they've been, they have sparked a lot of conversation about a lot of different things in the in the. Mm-hmm sports landscape and they have been backing it up with their play for sure every step of the way like Megan Rapino, like you said has been amazing <laughs> the past uh two games especially with all of her stuff about her um not wanting to go to to the White House she has been playing so that she gets to say that she doesn't want to go to the White House like it's it feels like she's playing just to have the right to say that yes um, Maverick, did you catch the game this last Friday, or were you? I, w- I was work? working during the game. Since it's mm-hmm. in France, it's all these weird times in the afternoon um, when I'm working. But I, I did catch the last five minutes and extra time on my break, so I did manage to catch all of that. The did end. you see when that French lady pushed her down and like slapped whoever that yes. was? I don't yes. know her name. I was so I was. Heated. I joined right after the the called off goal basically okay okay mm. okay you, you saw a good bit of it so it was a fantastic game from megan rapino i mean she's one of the greatest players in the last decade or so for the women's team and that pose when she's got her second goal like oh that's probably going to be one of the most iconic sports images of probably this decade uh and we only got about a couple months left anyway so a nice finish there but this team is just absolutely strong and they played what was most likely would have been the World Cup had it been just the two best teams in the entire group facing off because uh, France is a fantastic team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was kind of great. It was really cool hearing all the USA chants despite being in France's uh, home country, uh, you know, just really gritting it out and getting a, that victory 2-1. Absolutely. It's been good. They've been playing. The thing is, they can still play better. Like, we have seen them, like, play better at different stretches of the tournament. Like, this is not, like, the peak of what they can do. Uh, Coming up this Tuesday, they're going to be playing against England in the semifinals. In the final four, I'm sure the Tar Heels on the team are used to that. Uh, Hell Yeah. So we will see how they do, and hopefully, when uh, do y'all know off the top of your head when the final is? No, but I have the internet in my hands, so I can figure it out. The internet is amazing. But no, and again, going back to the team, it's just it's we're just a very deep team. I mean, we've had times where we have Carly Lloyd, Lloyd not even starting and coming off the bench in the games. 
another one of the greatest women's soccer players on the national team in the last decade as well. Again, all the Tar Heel players. I mean, you got Tobin Heath, you got Ashlyn Harris, you got Jessica McDonald, uh, you got Crystal Dunn, all these different players. Like, And it's a whole thing where you have someone that can produce every single game. Um, you have Alex Morning, you have Megan Rapino, you have Tobin Heath. Uh, so, I mean, it can be literally any one of them on any given game, and that's what makes us so potent is that, you know, if defense has to focus or tries to focus on one of them like anything, they'll just get it to another person with a mm-hmm. wide-open look. Yeah, the... Sorry. Um, the final is on... July 7th, so it would be our next Sunday. Mm-hmm. At 11 Eastern. Yes. Yeah, and to add to what Mav said, like, obviously their job is to work together to, like, get those goals, but if you watch it, especially from, like, the top perspective camera, you're looking down at the field, especially one of the last goals where I don't... It was, um... I think it was Carly Lloyd shot it it was deflected but then rapino was right there and it was like that's how we do it ladies hell yeah so a lot of a lot of good team play yes it's good it's been fun to watch that game was not ruined by var which makes me happy it was a very easy game to watch um so hopefully, you know, next Sunday when we record again, we will be talking about how amazing it is that they won their fourth star on their jersey. I believe it will be their fourth World Cup win. Um, the other semifinal is Netherlands versus Sweden. So a potential for a Sweden rematch, and I'm sure they would like another crack at us. So Sweden, they weren't expected to beat Germany, but they did. Uh, they are playing well, and they are. <laughs> that team is very familiar to the U.S. We will see how we get there if we get there. Yes, hopefully we do. America. All right, Sarah and Maverick, you both watched Euphoria. Yes. Oh, you watched it too? Yeah, I did. Oh man, it's a lot. That was flipping wild. I'll let y'all talk about it um, because I've only heard things about it. I haven't, like, stopped to check it out yet. What have you heard? I have heard that it kind of reads like what a 30-year-old man thinks teenagers are like. Hmm. Yeah, in a way. I think it's like rated R Riverdale or even TVMA (laughs) Riverdale at points. I think it's like TVMA straight up Riverdale. Like, I don't know, I think especially the themes around substance abuse are kind of unfamiliar to an audience, like, to just to be seen in that way and, like, presented as this Zendaya character, Zendaya, and you're just like, holy moly, like, holy moly. Like, that's how some people live their lives. It's like you're just trapped in addiction and... So I guess we should explain the basic premise of the show then. Perhaps. Where are there three episodes out now, or just the two? I, I, two, two I and tonight's think. three. I okay, think. that's what I think. Also, so we've seen two episodes, and basically we have this small town. Do we know the state they're in? 
I don't believe so. I don't if it know. Is, it's very obscure. But yeah, high school football is a big deal there. You have a lot of weird, pervy adults with interactions with young men and women. And there's also inclusion of a transgender character, which I was happy to see her represented on the screen. So you're exploring all of these little veins of people at this high school and all these little groups and they're all exploring their own development in substance abuse and drug use and their sexuality and their using of digital means to like to get sex and have sex with other people and you're it was just it was wild it was all kinds of wild and it was like holy crapola so I'm excited to see how the series develops. Um, definitely would include a content warning if you're triggered by themes of substance abuse or sexual abuse. Like, I don't think it's a very friendly show for that. And even Zendaya put up on her Instagram or her Twitter, it's like, it's okay, don't watch it. Like, you don't have to watch it to support her. Because it, it is a pretty troubling... There are some troubling themes. I hope I'm getting this right. Zendaya was at some conference. I want to say it was ATX, um, which is a television conference in Austin. Um, it's from the... What podcast was it? I believe The Storm. Um, the Storm podcast. And Zendaya was doing a panel about Euphoria. And Zendaya has a lot of young fans... And, like, she was saying, like, all this stuff about uh, Euphoria. <laughs> and then she got a question from, like, like this little kid, like, came up. Uh. who's like, a big Zendaya fan. <laughs> and this was before, it, like, anything aired. And she was like, I have no idea what to do with this child here. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. these are all, like, the things I've heard about Euphoria. Um, Maverick, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, just giving it like a general. It's probably I don't think this is necessarily spoiler. Just to like a little base around it. Zendaya plays a character named Rue, um, who is actually just coming off of an overdose because um, she was an addict in her earlier years. Um, and so basically, this is a story of her coming out of the rehab facility back into high school, and basically her being able to sort of, you know, reintegrate herself into just being a young kid. Uh, just going through school, being able to just get through life. And so, and again, exploring all the themes that Sarah already mentioned. And so um, a lot, it's, it covers a whole lot of stuff, and it does not hide or stray away from virtually anything. And there, there are some storylines that are already just kicking right off. Whew. Ooh-wee. Are either of you watching Big Little Lies? I no, I want to, though. I just have to devote some time to sit down and watch it. Is that the one with like Meryl Streep and Zoe Kravitz and yes, oh, okay. star studded? You so if y'all haven't watched Big Little Lies, I'm sure I talked about it last year when I finally caught up with it. When I finally watched the first season, the second season is coming out now. I'll be brief. It's good. Um, it's different. Whereas the first season was a murder mystery, the second season is more like okay, that story's over. How do we all cope with what happened? Uh, Meryl Streep plays Nicole Kidman's mom, and she's amazing. Uh, playing 
some, like, I don't want to say, like, cartoony uh, mother-in-law, but, like, this is that mother-in-law, like, for sure. Uh, She's great. Reese Witherspoon and Meryl Streep's dynamic is amazing. They're finally giving Zoe Kravitz something to work with this season um, because she's a really good actress and she, like, deserves good stuff to be had. Um, Shailene Woodley's still good. Uh, Laura Dern deserves an Emmy because she's been amazing. <laughs> I love Laura Dern. It's um, it's just been a very solid season. Even though I think the last episode they aired is probably the weakest of the three that they've had. Um, episodes four is tonight, but it was still enjoyable to me at least. So I am enjoying it. Let's talk about. Hey, Sarah, how about you talk about Zodiac for a bit? Okay. And then I'll come back with another thing I'm watching. All right. So I've been, like, pretty into true crime and, like, true crime podcasts because I'm, like, basic and a nerd. So I've read a couple books and, like, keep listening to it. And then Zodiac popped up on my Netflix, and I was like, I've heard really different things about this movie. I'm going to play it. So it's, like, a a two-and-a-half-hour-long movie And I was like, holy moly, like, I'm not sure if I'm ready for that kind of commitment. So I watched it, and I was like, I don't know. I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes. It had, like, 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I was like, oh, this must be pretty good. Cinematography was good. Oh, also, this movie's for 2007, so it is in no way a current movie. (laughs) Like, I'm just very behind the times and was like, huh, interesting. But Mark Ruffalo's in it, Robert Downey Jr.'s in it, Jake Gyllenhaal's in it. Like, it's pretty, it's star-studded, for sure. And I just don't think, there was hardly any character development. Like, all of a sudden, Robert Downey Jr. is going from this really motivated reporter, and then he lives in a boat because he drinks too much and destroyed his career after being obsessed with this killer. But, like, there's nothing that dives into any of the characters' backgrounds. Like, there is very shallow character development, even though this movie is supposed to be super good. And it was, like, eh, on my scale of, like, excited sounds. It was, eh. (laughs) It's like, I'm glad I watched it. I don't think I'll watch it again. But it's all right. I went to see yesterday. yesterday. How was it? It was a fun, fine time at the movies. It was not... So, for y'all who have, like, seen the trailers who don't know exactly what movie, it's a movie where the Beatles disappear from existence and only one person knows the songs. Um, and he happens to be a singer, and he ends up writing all the songs and gets super famous. It's not a, tra- it's not a spoiler, it's in the trailer. That's plagiarism! Um, and it's basically like, how do we, how does he react to being famous for songs that aren't his? Um, it's, it's fun. It's a good time. I don't, it's not very deep. It doesn't do like super intense character stuff, really. It is exactly what it looks like, which is fine. It was a good time. It was funnier than I thought. There's one Ed Sheeran joke that... I laughed probably the hard, harder than anyone else in the theater. Um, if you want after the show, I can tell you. It's a small, very, very small joke. It's not a ginger <laughs> joke, is it? 
No, it's not a ginger joke. Um, it's just like a little gag that made me laugh very, very hard. But yeah, it's a good time. Um, so if you like the Beatles, I am not a huge Beatles fan. It's like nothing against them. I just don't like, you know, those people that like love the Beatles. I am not one of those people. It's um, kind of like the Beehive. Like someone thinks like they don't hate, like they don't not listen to Beyonce, but like sometimes the Beehive can be a little abrasive to people. RT. Yeah, so like I love Beyonce, I but it's like she's a human. It's it's okay. Calm down. And that's how I feel about the Beatles. So, um, if you, if you really like the Beatles, you'll probably like it more than I did, or you won't because you're like I want actual Beatles songs and not covers. So your mileage may vary. If you just want to have a good two hours at the movies, go for it. Nice. Let's. Let's see what time is it. 3.51. Let's talk about Rocket Man. Since I've been wanting to talk about Rocket Man, but I've been saving it because I knew Sarah was going to be on the podcast soon. I want to talk about Rocket Man with someone else. Nice. So, you look very happy. I <laughs> had no expectations for that movie, and I came out so happy. What did you think? I really liked it. Um, I've been listening to, like, Elton John's uh, greatest hits on repeat since I left Rocket Man. Excellent. It was, it was just a good movie. It was a really good movie. Yes. I. Oh, yeah. I guess if you've been living under a rock, Rocket Man is about Elton John. It's not about Billy Joel. <laughs> Does someone think it was about Billy Joel? I think so. Oh, I was going to the movie with... Our friend Sarah Frizzell lit. Um, the Crushinator. Hell yeah. And she was like, we're going to see Piano Man. And I was like, I didn't know Billy Joel had a movie. <laughs> <laughs> so that was just funny. But I like grew up on Elton John's music. My parents are like of that age and came of age in like the 70s and the 80s. So it was really fun. And I love I... Taryn Edgerton. He's great. I was just talking to somebody yesterday. Like, I don't love the Kingsman movies, but, like, everything else I've seen Taron Edgerton in, he's been great. Um, even though my dad was watching uh, Robin Hood yesterday, and I have not seen Robin Hood, and I'm not going to watch Robin Hood. Right. <laughs> but that still stands that, like, everything he's been in has been great. Have you seen Sing? Mm. It's the animated movie about, like, American Idol, but animals. Yes. I think I think I've seen that whole movie, and if I haven't seen all of it, I've seen most of it. Uh, he's great in sync, and sings a Elton John song in sync, and it's just it's a good move. They're both good movies. I like them both. Rocket Man's good. I did not expect it to go like full blown like dancing in the street musical. I didn't either, and I was like that. I was kind of taken aback. I was like, whoa, like I didn't get that. That was that type of movie and then it got really deep and I was like huh like this is a dynamic this is a dynamic movie I dig it I dig it a lot it was good probably one of my favorite movies I've seen this year I agree Um, yeah I don't have anything else other like anything else for it other than praise it's a good movie yes go see Uh, it I'm trying to think is there anything else Maverick, are you watching anything, playing anything? I have picked up 2K because I've missed basketball. 
So I just brought that back in my life. And then it just, all, it, every time, and it never fails. I don't know what it is, but not even Call of Duty does this, where, like, it's a, 2K is just a game that I like playing so much, yet at the same time it just makes me want to throw my controller through a wall. It can be that way sometimes. Because I've, I've never hid the fact that I'm trash, when, especially when it comes to, like, 1v1p people in 2K. That's why I always shy away from playing y'all, because y'all can always give me the work. So I just try to enjoy myself in, like, my career mode and then just keep it moving. Uh, I'm still grinding through Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I'm watching Black Sails, which is a star show, which is, like, pirate Game of Thrones. Um, it's like, and by pirate Game of Thrones, I mean it's like pirate politics. Okay. And it's, I am four episodes in. It is on Hulu. And it is on, yeah, it's on Hulu and Stars. So if that's something you're interested in, if you have a Game of Thrones size hole in your heart that you need filled, that I heard actually, like, fulfill, like, it goes through with the ending. Like, it's a good one. Like, it ended last year. If I remember correctly, so yeah, if you're if you're craving that kind of thing, do the black sales thing. All right. Now, random. Were any of y'all like Downton Abbey fans? Uh, I I could not get into Downton Abbey. I tried. I, I really did. I was for like three seasons. Okay. And then they just didn't have any more on whatever I was watching it, and I stopped watching. Shameless plug. Uh, Biltmore is having a big exhibition of all like uh, Downton Abbey exhibits, clothing and whatnot. Oh, it's nice. going from November through April. It's like a very popular thing that goes all the way around like to Florida, Los Angeles, and everything. So nice. I have not I, watched. Is it, is it not a show? T- it's a Showtime program, isn't it? It's like PBS. PBS. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I definitely would like to try to see if I can get into it because isn't it also somewhat like. Uh, I was trying to think. Uh, someone did give like a comparison to it. Um, it is a period drama that takes place after the sinking of the Titanic. Okay. With a wealthy family in England. And then it's like World War One, and I don't remember yeah. if they get into World War Two and and the show, but I don't think so. I I made it four episodes. I did not tell you. Oh, I remember um, now. There was a Spanish program that I watched that was the Spanish. Grand Hotel. Uh, da- yes, Grand Hotel. It's uh, like the Spanish Downton yes. Abbey. That's what I was thinking of. Exactly. I love Grand Hotel. Oh, I, I watched s- that through all my Spanish classes. My Spanish teacher told me to watch it, and I watched some of it, and then I just, like, fell off the wagon. Like, not that I didn't like it or anything. I just fell off the wagon. It gets wild and- at the end. I've heard. One last thing before we go. Um, Big Brother has started, and I'm already mad about it. Uh, Aaron's giving me a thumbs up and a thumbs down. He's doing other things because he's in Israel, and he's got better things to do than talk to us, but he's been listening this whole time. Zinger. well, that's all I have to say. Y'all have anything else before we get out of here? Luke P. needs to go home on The Bachelorette because he's a predator, and he's not a good person. Is he from North Carolina? I don't think so. I thought he was from Florida. Interesting. Just I like, didn't get a chance to say earlier, or sorry, go ahead. Oh, no. Go ahead. I was just going to say at the beginning, 
Um, for all the BAM people and all the football fans, you'll be able to see my lovely face next year because I, I did secure my season tickets because the Mac is back. Mac is back. I'm, I'm in the student section on the very back row, so like the basically like the top row, like above the drum set on your side, but like two rows to the right if you're looking at the field. Nice. Luke oh, P. I'll went right to there. High Point University. He went to High Ooh. Point? He did go to High That's Point. That's disgusting. But I have not watched The Bachelor, but like from what I've heard, it tracks. It, uh, it's a very guilty pleasure show. Where you just like... No, nothing against The Bachelor. I just haven't watched the season. Oh, yeah. It's, I just could not... In theory, yes, if you're like the one and you have all these people that are vying for you, it seems good in practice, but I'm just kind of person. I don't like hurting people or like having to tell people to go like that. Like, yeah, that's It's just, just so a dramatic lot. and everything. Like, I don't want to hurt too people. You're gentle for this world, Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you got to find love somehow. RT, I guess. Or you'll just get like 40 cats. And by you'll just get, I mean, I'll just get. And I'll just hey, exist. Hey, Sarah. Hey, Colby. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. We always appreciate having you on the show. Where can the people find you? I am so happy to be here. Um, I'm on Instagram at Sarah McCullough with two C's, two L's, and two A's. Because someone... Are you checking your phone to make sure you're getting your Instagram yes, handle right? I am. <laughs> Because someone else named Sarah McCullough on Instagram has, oh yeah, Sarah McCullough, just Sarah, and then McCullough with an extra A is my Instagram, and my Twitter, which is overtly political and trashy with memes, is Sarah underscore McCullough. So, or friend me on Facebook, people still do that, because I'm a Uh, sad emo Postgrad. Uh, Cedric Diggory just died on my screen. All right, that was sad. Uh. Uh, <laughs> David um, is going to be gone for a while, and we aren't sure when we're going to have Aaron back. So, uh, me and Maverick need to figure out what we're going to do. <laughs> Let us know. Hey, we should just debate stuff. Just give us some debate topics. Me and Kobe will go uh. at it. Did you guys watch the debates? I don't know if you guys talk about a lot of politics on here, but. I did catch uh, some highlights. How about Marianne Williamson for president 2020? Luna Love Good to president. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> All right. Uh, she was wild. Um, please don't take that seriously. She's an anti-vaxxer. Let's get her out of here. Play! All right. So, <laughs> uh, if you want to find us, you can do that at tinyurl.com slash nevermatevarsity. Leave us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. Anything you like or didn't like, share with us. No beer. Twitter at nevermatepod. Uh, thank you to David Cutter for the music. And we will try to put the show together for you next week. Bye, lad. Happy free agency, everybody. Bye.